What's good, guys? Welcome back to Sitting Courtside, episode 14. You know, it's your boy, Jerry D, of course. And it's your boy, Dante. You know, we're getting really into the thick of the NBA season. Teams are about to hit their double-digit amount of games soon, so we're actually getting into the thick of it. I know it has me excited, and I'm damn well it has you excited as well. Yes, sir. You know, uh, like we said last week with the first episode of this podcast, where we can actually talk about NBA games and what's going on within the league. Yep. Um, you know, like you said, we're getting to the thick of it now. So we really have a lot of different things to talk about. We have a lot of material. We have a lot of, um, you know, we have a few games to go over and a good sample size to kind of, you know, talk about some players, how poorly, how well they're doing. Um, and I'm excited to uh, get into it, Jerry. Exactly, man. Hey, likewise, man. But hopping right into the thick of this podcast, we're going to start with the pretty big headline name team in the Golden State Warriors who mm -hmm. look a lot better than what some people would have imagined over the summer after acquiring CP3, obviously. Just got a couple numbers to run off for you. Yep. Currently, they're 6-2 and two through these eight games. Steph has made at least four plus three-pointers through those eight games, which makes him the first player to ever do so. Ridiculous. Averaging 30 points, <laughs> five rebounds, and four assists. So just give me your general what you saw. Like, are you shocked that they're six and two through eight games? Or you're, you're not surprised? Like, this is what you expect from an MVP candidate. Honestly, I didn't really know what to expect from the Warriors going into this season. I don't think I really had um, high expectations, nor did I have, like, low expectations for them. At the end of the day, it's the Warriors. They know how to win, clearly. They've had a lot of moving pieces over the last few years, and they still ended up, you know, figuring out how to make it work. Chris Paul, you know, seems to be fitting in as well as he could coming off the bench. I mean, you know, he's had a few, like, uh, you know, hasn't been the best shooter, especially from three. Um, but assist-wise, his assist-to-turnover ratio is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And Steph Curry... You said it a few episodes ago, like Dark Horse MVP candidates. I don't even think it, it shouldn't even be a Dark Horse. He's just so good. He's just so good. And it's like when you have a generational player like that, it doesn't matter, you know, if a teammate questionable moves in the offseason, if you're going into a season, how are they going to fare? How is it going to work out? If you have someone like Steph Curry on your team, it's going to work out. Like, he's good enough, like, to make it work. And I think that's just what we're seeing. Um, I, th I think the Warriors are going to be just fine. You know, we've talked about, is Chris Paul going to get traded at the deadline? How is he going to last the full season, whatever? But to me, it seems like it's going to work out. So, I mean, the Warriors look like they're back to doing Warrior shit. And that's, uh, you know, being one of the scarier teams in the Western Conference. So I think yeah. it's going to be like that for most of the year. You kind of like, you know, just to piggyback off of most of those sentiments that you just had, I couldn't help but agree. Offense looks really good. They're like top 10 in points. I think even yeah. the defensive efficiency rating is at least top 15. So they're right where they probably need to be at least, you know, through these, like, this 10 game span or whatever it is. But I'm just like really, I'm really just fixated on how it looks come postseason time. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think during the regular season, yeah, they're going to be one of the better, the better teams all year. I think they're going to be top four, top five in the West. I can't imagine them having to go through like a playing tournament or nothing like that unless right. injuries occur or, you know, any of those other freak accidents. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, nah, like I'm, I'm, I'm not really surprised. I think given the fact that you mentioned the Steph Curry effect, how about a Draymond Green? How about a Clay Thompson? Sure. Even a Kevon Looney or just having guys like Even Dario Jonathan Kaminga, he's having a good start to the year too. 13 Kuminga. points, yep. 13 points, third highest on the, on the team. I do think the one concern, maybe not concern, but something that Side. they do need to figure out is that, and just like scoring, because it's kind of like you have Steph at 31 points, Clay at 16, then you have Kaminga at 13, and then it kind of like fizzles out. I think you kind of have to like, you need more from these like bench guys. You need more from these other, uh, you know, yeah. uh, so the supporting cast. It's working like it is like, you know, and it's like I could be, you know, eating my words like they're winning games. So like, it doesn't yeah. really matter. But when it comes to playoff time, like you said, like you crunch down the lineups and stuff like. Who's going to be the true third option? Is Kaminga going to be the third option on this team? You know what I mean? Like, you need to start seeing more from the supporting cast. No, exactly. And I think teams actually, you know, intend to play you for real. Like, you know, it's, it's obviously like, you know, that meme where you sit up and it's like, it's game time. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> you lean forward. Yeah. yeah uh -huh. Play all the time. I'm expecting teams to tighten some stuff up, actually play a little more physical. And I think the biggest hole for me 
for the Warriors is going to be size, which mm-hmm. oh, obviously I, I really thought signing Dwight Howard over the offseason would have been something that I honestly I'm surprised they didn't do it, to be honest. With you. I really thought that was going to be a move they'd commit to. Yeah, because I think that's the one hole that they've had in their dynasty for years. It's always been lack of depth at the center position. They had mm-hmm. JaVale McGee, which was probably one of their better centers, along with Andrew Bogut, maybe. <laughs> Andrew Bogut, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. like it's, other than that, you got undersized people playing a position, and it's worked. Hell, like you said, they won four championships within like that eight-year span. So, mm-hmm. hey, you're doing the damn they, thing. but They know what they're doing. They, right all time, they run into uh, like a Minnesota, or they run into obviously a Denver or an L.A. team, which beat them last year. It gets concerning. So for the regular season, I think they're going to be, you know, like I said, pretty damn good team, 40-plus wins for sure, maybe even 45-plus wins, and they'll ride into the postseason. But I, I don't know what's what it's going to look like come March or come yeah. April whenever we're getting to the yeah. thick of the hunt. And maybe let's say they're in the seventh seed or something like that, and size is going to be a killer. And like you said, right. consistency from other places. You know what you're getting from stuff. You hope to get a little more from Clay. You hope to get a little more from Kuminga even or the rest of the pieces so that they can actually fill out the rest of the roster and actually make it more competent on the court. Because right now, you only have like two or three legit scoring threats, I guess. You kind of need everything to work in a cohesive unit. And yeah. I think Steve Kerr will figure that out later. But Yeah, I, I, I think they will figure it out. I just do think it's something that you can't like brush over right now. It's yeah. something you have to keep in the back of your mind. Uh, and like, Clay, I do think, will eventually take another step up. Um, you know, he's usually around, like, you know, uh, right around 20 points per game. I can see him bringing those averages back up there. Even, like, I was actually looking at it last night. Like, Andrew Wiggins, he's someone that I feel like, I know he missed a lot of time last year, but he's been quiet the last, like, yeah. you know, the last, like, year or so. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm expecting a lot from someone like Andrew Wiggins as well. But there's time. That's a guy 20-plus point score, too. Like, Number one overall pick. Too. Yeah. Um, we're only eight games. They're only eight games into the yeah. season, so obviously they have more than enough time to figure it out. But I mean, so far, so good for them. The, for what they have, they're making it work. So I think that they'll, uh, for the regular season, they'll be good. Like you said, come March, April, that's the true test. So last last question on this topic before we do move. Obviously, mm-hmm. you mentioned CP, and mm-hmm. he's actually top ten in assists right now. Assists to turnover mm-hmm. ratio. I have him on my fa- I have him on my fantasy basketball team. It's- <laughs> It's what you it was one of my last like. picks. Hey, that, I think he might have got a steal. But <laughs> with how they're good. through those eight games, do you think that they keep him throughout the rest of the season? Obviously, they're doing well. Right now, the answer would be no. There's no need. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? right. They're six and two mm-hmm. through eight. But later in the season, they get that snag. They struggle. Hell, every team does it. Some teams struggle a little more than others. For a team like Denver, they lose two games back-to-back. That's terrible. This is the lowest mark. We're never going to do that again. But. Uh-huh. A team like Golden State, I don't know. It could be four to five game skid or whatever it is. So, right. Can you um, see a world where they trade him, or do you think they keep him for the rest of the year? No, I definitely see a world where they trade him. Right now, the answer is no. But like eight games is it's a sample size, but it's not a big sample size yet. Let's say trade deadline comes, they're around five hundred. You could really tell that they're struggling with their rotation, with not having a solid big man in there. I can see a world where they they just do a switch. They trade Chris Paul for a, a big man, power forward center. Um, you know, just another score maybe or something like that. If CP gets his value up and he proves that he can be a bench player or he's still showing that he can obviously dish out assists. Yeah, I mean, it's like he's still ages like fine wine. Like, he's definitely valuable to a good amount of teams in the NBA. So I do think that there will be teams that maybe will be eyeing him. Um it's really going to come down to like how the team's looking in a few months. Um, if they are doing bad, you know, like I said, around five hundred, then he will be the odd man out. But it's really going to be up. It's going to be depending on what's on the table. Like if there's no one out there that's available, no. But like if there is a move that they think that will make them better, um, and you solve that depth issue, the big man issue, I can see it happening. But as of right now, yeah, you know, like I definitely, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. really going to spend too much time on it. I, I just think whether they're doing good or bad, I think they're going to look he's at gonna stay. No, I think he's yeah. going to be moved. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I think gotcha. whether, whether they're doing good, if they're doing good, they look at CP and be like, you know what? You're playing so well. Some team, some contender, 
might mm. actually want to reach out and try to go get you or come get you. Sure. So I could see that being a realistic possibility. They're doing bad. The scapegoat's not going to be a guy like Steph Curry. Or no. They're, they're going to look <laughs> no. at Clay and be like, wow, you're not playing as well as we thought, or you're shooting below 40% from the field. They're not going to trade him, mm -hmm. but CP's going to be the scapegoat. Like, you know what? He is playing pretty well in his role. A contender, again, could use him like, you know what? Let's bring this dude in and have him push us over the top. I don't know what team right. reaches out, but maybe it's a team like the Lakers that are I like, was... wow, we need a point guard like that. Yeah. Gabe Vincent and D'Lo are not the answer. We need CP. So right. <laughs> and D'Lo back to Golden State. That would be pretty <laughs> funny. Um, no, I, I think I do agree with that. It's just like it really depends on how they're looking, what they're struggling with. Because like even if like Chris Paul is playing very well still at the deadline, package him in like first round pick i'm sure you can get something like you can go pretty you can get something pretty good in return for that i think but yeah I, I definitely think it's a possibility i'm thinking more of in the world of if they're not performing well but i understand where you're coming from even if they are doing well they could take advantage of his value and and ship him off so i can see that happening as well i think he just needs to average like something crazy for him like to stay under golden state's umbrella Mm -hmm. I feel like if he's averaging, he's averaging around seven points right now. Let's say he yeah. bumps that up to like 10 and eight off the bench. That's pretty damn good for, you know, limited right. minutes in a six man role. But I can still see a, a realm of possibility where it's like, you know what? He's playing so well. His value is high enough. We can move him to a Minnesota if they, they right. want to sure. upgrade that point guard or wherever. I just see like, that being a realistic thing. Yeah. And 28 minutes right now, he's averaging nine points about eight assists and a steal and a half. So like he's yeah, that's good. And and 10 10 assists per turnover, ten, assist to turnover ratio over 10. So he's he's doing Chris Paul stuff just the scoring is down obviously, but yeah, limited minutes, minutes a game, so yeah. I get it. But kind of moving on here to from one of the most veteran teams in the league, let's move on to a very young squad, particularly a new segment that I just want to introduce here just called the rookie watch. <laughs> So rookie watch every week that you know i probably go i'm definitely going to highlight a person or a rookie that i think is just balling out and i'm going to start it off with my favorite rookie in asar thompson mm, nasty he really just looks like he's putting up center center numbers i feel like i, I look at the, the 11 points nine rebounds four assists two blocks and a steal it's like wow Crazy. this is like a power forward or something you know He's like, putting up better numbers than uh, I'm looking at the team stats right now. He's putting up better numbers than the starting center, Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart averages less re uh, less rebounds, yeah, less steals, and he only averages half a block. So Thompson averages a block and a half more than him. It's wild. It's wild, man. Just, <laughs> just thinking and looking at some of the stats, too, like he's leading all the rookies in, in blocks and rebounds. Crazy. And he, he's six 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 seven. you know, playing, playing in a role for the Pistons, but... You know, they might be struggling a little bit, but there's a lot of good, interesting young pieces on that team that just... Jalen Duran's been doing pretty well, too. Leading the league in rebounding. 11. Yep. Is he leading the league in rebounding? Oh, wow. I believe. Like, at least he was towards At one the point. The yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, I mean, Detroit has a lot of young pieces, that's for sure. And I think it's just they're a team that kind of like... I don't want to compare them to them, but like... In a way, the Thunder, how like you have so much young talent that you're just kind of like giving them time to like to like come into their own and like mold into a good team. I think that's what the Pistons are kind of doing right now. Like Cade, Jalen, even Isaiah Stewart, Thompson, Jay and Ivy. Like they have so many young guys, and even um this other rookie, Marcus. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Sazier, Sazier, S A S S E R. I apologize for mispronouncing your name, but even he's a another rookie. You know, they have a good batch of young guys that eventually, in a few years, like this, could really pan out and be a good team. Yeah. Um, but Thompson seems to really be a, a glue guy. Like he's a guy that gives you a little bit of everything. Yeah, the the stat nugget that I I made sure I pulled for you today is that he joined Michael Jordan as the only players to record thirty plus assists. 12-plus steals, and 15-plus blocks in their wow. first eight games. Hey, he's on a good trajectory right now. Some people yeah. are saying he's going to be the next go. Yeah. In terms of versatility, he's got that in spades. You know like you know, you know what I love? I love the memes on Twitter when it's like, um, like Anthony Edwards has a good game, and they do the side-by-side -side of his facial profile and Michael Jordan <laughs> or something like that. It's just yep. so funny. It's so funny yep. to me. 
Hey, anything but, included with MJ is an honor, even if it is a meme. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, you have your rookie watch, and you only introduced this to me right before we started filming. I got one for you, too. All right? Oh, I got man. another one for you. And it's not as... um. I feel like Thompson's a little bit more like, you know, not as big of a name of, you know, like the Victors or the Chets or anyone like that. But I am going to give credit to Chet because let me tell you something. He is looking real fucking good. He has been looking real good in his first seven games. 17 points, eight rebounds, almost three assists, two and a half blocks and a steal. Um, and the Oklahoma City Thunder right now are the sixth seed. They're four and three. They're good. They're good. They're good. They're good. They're they're putting it together. I really, really what they're doing um, over at OKC. And Chet, I mean, like someone with his frame and his size always scares me because I'm like, oh, my God, like he's going to have a bad fall. He's going to get hurt or something like that. Let me tell you, if this guy stays healthy, no injuries, like he doesn't have another freak injury like he did last year missing the year. You want to talk about unicorns. I know we yeah. talk about Wembenyama a lot, but man, Chet. He's got something there, too. He's got his own back, and he's really, really good. He can do a little bit of everything, too. I really like his game. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Like, just watching him, you know, probably my early favorite league pass team there already, which yeah, they kind of won last year, even without mm-hmm. Chet being healthy. But now that he's available, it's like, wow, this is like must-see TV, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you can throw a behind-the-back pass on the break. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it's, it's Him and it's Shea. Cool. Him and Shea together. There's a really good duo. I think they'll be able to make some noise in the Western Conference together. Absolutely. And, you know, like, we could definitely foreshadow this later on, like, in later episodes, but I definitely could see a budding rivalry between Wimby and Chet. So it's two guys, two unicorn-type players. Well, apparently Stephen A. Smith said that they don't like each other all that much anyway. So, And they're in the Western Conference. It's like that meme where it's like – it's like, mom, can we get like McDonald's on the way home? And it's like, we have McDonald's at home. And like Chet is the McDonald's at home or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sim- they're similar. Like OKC has their own Wembenyama, you know, For similar sure. but different. Um, and I do agree. Like, I think that that is a rivalry that we definitely could see uh, for the years to come because of how similar they are. But yeah, I, I-, I want to give my flowers to Chet so far because he has had a very strong start to the season. I oh, hope yeah, he nah. keeps it up. For sure. That's, that's definitely somebody that will pop back up. In the rookie watch as we go through the year, so yeah, absolutely. Forward to it, absolutely. Time to hit our next big topic, which is kind of like it's a little weird to me, honestly. I, I mm-hmm. just I don't even really know how to open this up because yeah, <laughs> I feel you. I yeah, feel like you. the, the in season NBA tournament that everybody's kind of either super excited about or mm-hmm. just really you know taking a shit on, basically. Like they don't <laughs> understand the concept yeah. of having college tournaments you know like they'll go to the bahamas they'll play six teams and then come back or how like i don't think the overseas i don't think the players i don't think the players even understand what's going on either (laughs) damien lillard was asked about it and he still he was like i don't know what like everyone seems more excited but i don't know yeah either way it's the regular season Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of incentive I, i got like some numbers pulled up for you like on screen it's just the winning teams well the winning players each get 500k and the winning coach as well the runner-ups get 200 the semifinalists for both teams get 100 and then 50 oh really i didn't yeah. know there was like second yeah. place like huh? oh wow okay yeah, there's there's like pay scale like you know from from part-time to contractor to full-time like they got <laughs> all these little incentives built out yeah at the end of the day it's kind of it's kind of odd but just to pull up the numbers before we get general overview and thoughts mm-hmm. The first in-season tournament games was between the Knicks and the Bucks, followed up by the nightcap with the Nuggets and the Mavs, which averaged 1.72 million viewers, which nearly doubled last season's comparable window. So, all right, dope. let me give let me let me give you my thoughts on the on the tournament, please. I don't know. I don't have thoughts. <laughs> I, I, I I I I don't care. Like it's not, but like not in a bad. Like I don't. It's a bad thing, but I don't think it's like, I mean, a good thing in a way, I guess that's affecting ratings. I mean, that is what the NBA is ultimately looking for is to get boosts in ratings. But like, it's just weird to me because it's like we're technically having an in-season tournament. It's spread out. Like, it's not like every night. Like, you had it last Friday. I think it'll start back up again this Friday. I don't know. Like, the scheduling's weird. But it's like you started a tournament six games into the season. That's the dumbest It's like... (laughs) It's like it's called the midseason tournament. 
So I thought like it was going to be like come like December, January or like or something like that. Yeah, not like December, like, early January. It would make more sense. But now you're having teams compete. The only thing about it I really hate, some people, you either love it or hate it. I'm on the side that hates it, the courts. I don't like the, yes. the courts is whack. The courts are whack. Like the sun's playing on an all purple court. Mm-mm. I don't like that. I will say though, if the NBA like, styles it the way they are now so in the on the for the in-season tournament in the middle of the court they have the trophy right they have like the mid-season trophy if they bring that back for the nba finals or it's like the at the leo bryan trophy it's in the classic. middle of the court then it would work that i it's love cool. that because they if you're due for this why not do it for the finals you know what i mean like yeah that everyone loves that bring it back it's iconic besides the point i don't like the idea of it because it's something else it's something different it's whatever i don't think the incentive is worth it a few hundred like a few hundred thousand i mean a few hundred thousand dollars i mean yeah i mean like i would take a few hundred thousand dollars but like a lebron james or something like that do you think he gives a fuck about making an extra five hundred thousand dollars like i mean let's just be honest well, lebron is pretty cheap you know maybe yeah, he, okay all right well <laughs> you know, but it's like comparatively like you have guys making 40 50 million dollars a year i don't think that they're really gonna put like you know really save all their time and energy for a game where they they can make a half a million dollars i think and i've seen like this isn't something that i came up with this is like different things i've seen on twitter and social media if it was like you win the in-season tournament and you get an automatic bit into the playoffs or like the play into i don't i think it's weird i think it would be complicated but i think something along those lines would make more sense than a money prize just envision just envision winning the in-season tournament let's say Mm -hmm. let's say the win the in-season tournament Mm -hmm. and they go 32 and 50 right oh hell we don't even have to worry about the regular season and then the issue is like to your point is like like a team like the Hornets or any team wins. It's like, oh, we already made the playoffs. Like, we why do think. we care? For, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I understand that. But it's like, it's just me trying to think of like other ways to incentivize it and to make it feel yeah. more important. I think like it's you're you're on the track thinking of something like that, but it's not, that's not it. But it's like you can something, there's got to be something there. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely agree. There definitely could be better incentives. I think at the end of the at the end of the day, players play for the love of the game. Yes, but anytime you can make a little extra cash, that that could possibly end up. I know it's only you saw years. you saw um, on Paul George podcast. It was him and DeRozan. Yeah, and they were like, there are some sorry motherfuckers in this league that like yes. don't really care about basketball. They just care about showing yes. up, making money, and stuff like Absolutely. that. So like the love of the some love of the game, but to game. your defense, but also on the other side of things, if people are playing for money in their stats, maybe this is a good incentive for some guys, yeah. you know? I, some- I, I think, I think for the most part, like, yeah, could the incentives be better? Yes. But I really like, I on like my snap show and called out when I was discussing mm-hmm. the topic, I think it's really, it's really cool to see the NBA try to do something else. That's innovative. I agree. And continue agree. to expand mm-hmm. upon like the league's foundations make things a little different because think about the all-star game in years past, right? They've had the captain system where they draft people instead of just making it a one-sided affair where the West mm-hmm. just ends up killing the East because the West was always <laughs> that much better. Most, most They're going to be going back to that this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. But Hey, at least, you know, Adam Silver put that down because the viewer, the viewership they yep. have in the in-season tournament at least did pan out for them in the, in that first game, but also just a nugget to share with people that might not know. They're really trying to schedule these games. If you look at the schedule, they're trying to schedule them on days where there's no college football, no NFL football, which that's is, that's that's smart. It's, like, it's all about ratings. They're exactly. just trying to get the ratings. That's all it is. You're that's not stealing NFL fans in the middle of the NBA season because NFL mm-hmm. is the most prominent sport in this country. Right. So like they not, can't hold the in-season tournament games no, on a Sunday. Not no. happening. Or a Sunday or a, a Saturday Monday, or Thursday, mm-hmm. a yeah. Saturday. All four of those days are off limits. Yeah, but Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday—you know what? That's, That's when all the season. Tournament. All yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, for that, for that reasoning, it makes sense. If you're trying to like really capitalize off of the chance to make as much money as possible, especially early on in the season, where a lot of casual fans or even really dedicated fans don't really want to watch regular season games down to a T, or at least all of them, they don't mm-hmm. tune in until after the All Star break. Some people say, or like, you know, I watch the Christmas Day games and I tune back in during the playoffs. No, that's right. that's not good for viewership for them to actually make some money and a profit off of the regular season. So yeah, 
I, I give them, you know, a little soft applause. I, like, they're trying to do something different. I, I definitely do give fun. Adam Silver credit. I mean, it's the first time doing it. I mean, it's not going to be perfect. I'm sure, you know, if they do it again in the future, they'll yeah. come up with different ideas, different ways to go about it. Absolutely. I do appreciate and respect that they are trying to do something different because, like, something had to – they needed something to fre- – they need to freshen things up a little bit. Yeah. And obviously, like you said, ratings, that's the goal. It's working so far. So all credit to them. It'll just be, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out after this tournament, yep. like the first tournament, see how players react, how, you know, however, and seeing how they move forward with it. You get to play in Vegas. At, for the, and you get to play in Vegas. Which, yeah. I mean, maybe that's was, the prize. That's the prize. You get to go to Vegas for a few days. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you, you win, you get all out your new 500 K. You know, you go hit the Ooh, room. That's a dangerous weekend. Place dangerous weekend in Vegas. Ooh. Absolutely. Ooh. But, but you know, mm. maybe this is foreshadowing. Maybe mm. it's like, you know what? Why to get it to Vegas? Y'all check us out. Like we're getting ready. So, Oh my God. That actually might just be what the NBA is doing. They might just yeah. be doing, just having the games in Vegas so they can just see like, Oh, how, how are fans going to yeah. be out there? Because we already have, we have summer league, but those yeah. are obviously developmental uh, players or rookies or real young players or guys trying to make it back in the league. We don't we haven't seen Las Vegas since two thousand and three. Oh, like we're gonna see uh, after the after like let's say the Lakers are in the finals or whatever, and they're gonna ask LeBron after the game, and I bet you he's gonna be the one to be like, man, these fans need a team out here or something yeah. like that, because he'll be the first one to invest yeah. in it, because he'll be well, the first one to invest in it. As long as nobody else but Jokic or Embiid or Victor or one of those foreign guys don't win this thing, a LeBron, a KD, <laughs> a Book, anybody that's American, don't disrespect our international yeah, players, uh-huh. I love them, but any American-born player will endorse. We got to get a team out here. Like that's yeah, gonna be. Time. That's what the NBA. I bet you they're gonna be like LeBron. We'll give you a few extra. We'll give you a few extra hundred thousand if you just if you just slide in this this soundbite for us. Just yeah. say we need the team in Vegas. Help us out a little bit. They're trying to expand to thirty two teams like the NFL anyway. So yeah, the, I mean, I think it's. I think at this point it's kind of a foregone that we're gonna get a team in Vegas. It probably should be Vegas and Seattle. Yep, and then like eventually like. Then you have to kind of rework the conferences, which I don't think is going to be that big of an issue. But yeah, I think whether LeBron says something or not, I think this is just like a a, they're they're just getting up for Vegas. That's all this is. Ratings in Vegas. That's it. You know, maybe I should have made that the last topic. We, (laughs) but (laughs) that was entertaining. But our last thing here, we're going to shift back to actual teams, regular season. You know, not this in season stuff that's going on. Your boys, well, your boy Anthony your Edwards, boy. <laughs> and the Minnesota Timberwolves, man, they're, they're not bad. Two right through six not games. Bad. Not two. bad. One they of the beat. best defensive, if not the best defense in the NBA right now. Yeah, thanks to to Rudy Gobert. Yeah, honestly, best, he has the highest defensive defensive efficiency rating. So it's like, all right, well, but not just they beat both the Celtics and the Nuggets, which yeah. Anthony Edwards actually that just happened on November sixth on Monday. Where Anthony Edwards dropped thirty-eight and OT to beat. He Chase. ran. He ran train on the Celtics, bro. Let me tell you something. So oh, it was train. like it was close. Like I'm, I'm obviously I watched this game and stuff like that. And like Tatum and Brown were playing decent. Tatum had a phenomenal fourth quarter, and then for some reason they he they decided not to get the last shot and not to shoot the ball in OT. I think maybe he had like one shot in OT, if that. Um, Anthony Edwards, bro. I think the Timberwolves had 13 points in OT, and he scored or assisted on 11 of them. He was hitting, like, pull-up threes, the passes he was making and shit, bro. He is good. He is really – I was talking to my buddy before the game started, um, and he's, like – he's a Celtics fan, and, like, he follows all basketball and stuff like that. But he's not, like – he's not, like, a pass guy. Like, he's not just going to, like, watch other teams or whatever. Like, he knows who Anthony Edwards is, and he's, like, seen him in Team USA and, like, you know, whatever. But – I was talking to him about like Anthony Edwards and all that. And he was just like, is he really like, like that good? Like, I know he like went off for team USA and like, he's a young guy. I'm like, like, bro, watch the game tonight. And you tell me if he's good or not. And he had 38. I'm like, I talked to him after the game. I'm like, bro, I told you this guy's fucking nasty. He just, I watch him play dude. And I know, I know I talked a lot. I know, I, I know, like, I'm a big fan of his. But, like, I watch him play, dude, and he's just so versatile and so ad. Just the way he moves around the court. Absolutely. It's like he can get from one side to the other and get, like, in the smoothest way possible and then somehow get off, like, 
he's arguably like one statistically he's one of the best three-point shooters because he's like the youngest guy to get to 600 700 threes he's a really good three-point shooter like step back threes uh off the dribble like he can do everything on offense bro i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe what i was watching last night and good and i could believe it and (laughs) not for nothing he has that dog mentality like he was d'ing up on tatum all OT, bro. Like, he took that responsibility. And Tatum was trying to do his moves on him. Anthony Edwards poked the ball out. They both dove on the floor, and then they were fighting over the ball. He's hungry, bro. He's He's got that dog in him, bro. He wants to be the best. I, I respect it so much. I love it. Look, just, man, every, ladies and gentlemen, Dante is glowing right now. I am. Like, like, and that's <laughs> against the Celtics. And that was Celtics, bro. I'm like, Tatum versus Edwards? I don't know where, I don't know what. I don't know right now. My heart is torn. Man, the love, the love that you have, this man, is incredible. But He's first, insane. Before, before I even dive into anything, man, you need to tell your boy to rinse his mouth out with <laughs> with wolf with wolf piss. Like, how, <laughs> how do you not know? Like, is he really that good? I have no, a real I, uh, problem with that question. I have a super, yeah. like, I, I don't even know what, what to even say. I don't even want to know his <laughs> name. Like, it's just like, what the hell? Well, to to my friend that will not be named this episode. Will not be and can't can't put him on blast. Can't no, put him on blast. To. I don't want no. to. I don't mm-hmm. want to know who he is. He's gonna get death threats on Twitter. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, come on, man. Like this this is a future perennial all star for mm-hmm. probably the rest of his career. You know, yeah, barring next. no injuries, man, like I could see him making it every single year, year after year. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna go too crazy on your boy, man. Godspeed to his recovery <laughs> for you know, hopefully he knows what's going on this, uh, this after last night. He definitely does. But are we looking at the Wolves as contenders, man? Like, you mentioned their defensive efficiency. I also uh-huh. want to highlight the fact that guys like Bruce Brown and, and Nikola Jokic even said that the Timberwolves gave them probably their biggest challenge all postseason long. With the size that they have, with Cat and Rudy, and then obviously Ant is a dog. Michael Conley is a good, steady veteran. Just Jaden McDaniels is a, is a really good piece. Like, yeah. What do we what do we think West? Are they an actual contender? How far could they go? Like I mean, let me tell you, bro, they got they got pieces. They got a very solid team. I mean, obviously Edwards, Towns, Gobert, Nas Reed. Nasir Reed's yes. averaging 16 points a game. Like, that's another big, like yep. that's another huge like uh uh help off the bench and stuff like that. Jaden McDaniels, Mike Conley, Kyle Anderson, Shake Milton, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. I mean, they have like they have depth. They have guys that can go in there and play. It's just going to come down to uh, staying healthy and being consistent. I mean, Towns missed like fifty games last year, so that definitely hurt them. He's only averaging seventeen points a game at this point. It is Anthony Edwards' team. He has the keys now. But I do think if they want to continue being contenders, I mean, because right now it does look like they are going to be, you know, towards the top of the Western Conference. They're beating these good teams. They're they're proving that they can hit the big dogs. The defense needs to stay, you know, steady where it is. Towns, I think, needs to average more than 16 points a game. Uh, he's averaging a little less than 17 right now. Get that up to 20. You need two guys averaging at least 20 plus even though if Edwards is the one that is going to be taking most of the shots, averaging the most, has the ball in his hands the most, he still have to have Towns get his. But yeah, I mean, they look, they look decent so far. I don't want to go, I don't want to jump ahead and say that they will, you know, be a championship contender, but if they keep playing the way they are, they're only allowing 101 points per game, which is really good. That That's first in the West, five points. Like that's, it's a big margin. Really solid so far. Um, the only team that has a better, um, the closest, the next closest team is the Knicks with 102. And then after that, it's like th- there's no teams close to them uh, uh, putting up uh, opponents points per game. But I mean, so, so far, so good for them. Let me let me ask you this: Like, do you look at Golden State as a title contender? I see them more of a title contender than the than the Timberwolves. And you know, that's because of namesake. That, like it's that. because of it's because of the door. Like that's that the reason why I give them, them the edge. That's why I want to put them ahead of the Timberwolves. But mm-hmm. I mentioned I think the Warriors will struggle down the stretch of the season, or at least in, into the postseason, because mm-hmm. they don't have the size. That's why I probably like if they got it. matched up. If they yeah. got Timberwolves, yep, you have Cat, Gobert, and Reed. The Warriors would have to focus on stretching the hell out the floor 
like they've done in their championship runs. Mm-hmm. And like running that faster pace offense that, you know, we're seeing gaggle actions, we're seeing elevators, we're seeing all these different plays to free up the shooters. And it, it works. Like, yeah. like we, we give them their flowers, but I, I don't know. I, I think yeah. I'm I early, think the- but I'd give the edge to a team like the Timberwolves with the size, with a budding superstar caliber player who's just as important to his team as much as Steph is to his. Like, right. I think the I think, supporting pieces are better. Yeah, I think the Timberwolves have a more complete team than the Warriors, and they have a lot less question marks for yeah. sure. Me saying the Warriors is definitely I'm going I'm going off experience. Yeah, like I'm it's absolutely. like in my head where it's like they make it to the playoffs, like they know what they got to do to win. The Timberwolves, they're so young, not so much. Even though they have a few like vets on the team, like Gobert, you know he's been on successful teams and whatnot. But um, and Mike Conley as well, but. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I think the biggest thing for them is just health. Like, I think they just need to stay healthy. And if they, like, you know, this core group of guys, they have the full season to just figure it out, going into the playoffs, they could be a dangerous team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, this, I'm going to leave it at this for me personally. I think think the Warriors are great. Hell, I think a lot of the teams out West are great. But I look at – think back to, like, a couple years back when the Grizzlies made it to the WCF. Mm -hmm. And it was like, wow, this team is – Awesome. John Moran, Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain. It appears to be construction going on outside my window. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but we're looking at everything that's happening, like with the with the Grizzlies at one. Wow. They're about a piece away. And obviously they lost to the Warriors. Ja got hurt. Yada yada yeah. yada. I'm looking at this this Timberwolves team like with the same kind of set of eyes, where the key piece is Anthony Edwards. But unlike Ja, Ant has a offensive big that could actually score in bunches like Jaron Jackson, <laughs> yeah. no shade to him, but he's not really the best, the best option. I still even think he yeah. knows where he wants to score at the most on the floor. He doesn't have spots. Right. Carl Towns has spots. He's just, I think I, he, he says he's the best, he says he's the best big man uh, and, shooter yeah. of all time. And so. that's cap. That's cap. It's that's still so, dirty, that's so not true, but dirty, I, re- yeah. I respect, I respect the, um, the- I, I just believe that the, the Tim have a solid shot. To surprise yeah. a lot of people come play all the time if they're actually still like in one piece through the finish line or at least as close to it as possible. I think the Timberwolves are the true definition of a dark horse team this year. They could they could make a really they could make a sneaky run. They yeah. could. They could upset a few teams as they have to begin the season, but we'll see how it plays on throughout the rest of the year. Exciting conversations, man. But you know, enough Exciting. about about these very holistic topics and us sounding all great and uppity. Let's play some motherfucking games, baby. Let's, Let's do it, baby. It. Let's do it. Come on now. All right. So you have three, right? Yes, and sir. I have I two. That. So you can start. Awesome. You know, you know, how I like to do this, man. You want to go easy, medium, hard, like get, hard. hard. Oh, wow. Hard. Okay. Let's do it. Right. Start easy last week. Let's start hard this week. Okay. Let's do all it. right. I'm so feeling just like, good. Just like one of your past games that you played with me that, feel like it was a little bit of a struggle, but I ended up getting there. I, I beat the odds. Mm-hmm. I need you. I need you to four the four down. All right, let's, I need you to name the four DPOY winners that didn't go to college. Oh, Jesus. Okay. It's okay. just like the MVP game, you know, like it's. it's yeah. Like, okay. So one of them is KG. I know off of it. I'm going to get KG out of there. Okay. Yeah. Um, did it. Did he go? Dwight Howard. Okay. He didn't go to college. Did, um... You know, dang, that... That's crazy. He, they didn't even add in the list, so it's five. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. <laughs> like, the list that I looked at, I was like, damn, he didn't go to school. You know what? Yeah. Name yeah. the last five DP... <laughs> name five DPOY winners that didn't go to college. All right. There we go. There we go. Okay. So, KG Dwight. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I was going to say that's going to help me out when I, when I clip this up. Okay, did Gobert go to college? He came from France. I don't know. Did he go to college? Is is Rudy Gobert on that list? Is that a guess? Like, are you? Yeah, it is a guess. Is yes, Gobert? Yes. Rudy yeah, Gobert okay. is one of them. Okay, the international. It, sometimes that confuses me. Okay, so KG Dwight Gobert. Um, got two more. I'm trying to think of. I'm just trying to go back in time here. Um. Yeah, I will ben. say you won't have to go back super far. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I'm not back the clocks too much. Um, I don't know if he went. Did Ben Wallace go to college? Is Ben Wallace on that list? Ben Wallace did go to school. He did. Okay, what school did he go to? I forget. I had it pulled up. Let me pull it up. Let real me fast. 
I don't know what the hell is going on outside. We're getting um, chargers um, put into our apartment complex like for Teslas, like uh, those types of cars. Oh, yeah. So they, they sent an email saying it's going to be pretty loud the next few days. So Ben Wallace went to Virginia Union University. <laughs> I knew it was somewhere Got, a small gotcha. in Virginia. Yeah, it's like. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. And let's think about this now. Um, trying to think. I'm trying to go back here. Like Dwight and Gobert, they won multiple. I'm trying to think. Early 2000s. Tim Dunk. Tim Duncan never won a player of the year. He should have, but he didn't. Um, all right, let's think. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like I'm like missing like a gap. Draymond Green, he went to went to Michigan State. Um, Jaron Jackson, obviously. So it's got to be like in the early two. It's got to be like in the two thousands, either early two thousands or like. You are cold. Is it like? Am I? Do I have to go like? You can back? go. You can go back as early as twelve years ago. Really. And oh, another, another person you can go back as early as four years ago. <laughs> oh, Giannis. Thank you. Yeah, yes, okay, sir. Giannis. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So 12 years. Uh, that's why I'm trying to think of the Miami years, the LeBron Miami years, because I know he was like a – I feel like he could have won it one of those years. Um, oh, Marcus All. There you go, baby. Now you're talking. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Because I, I, was, I was like, I definitely have the guys that have won it, you know, the notable players I've won a few times. Now, besides Giannis, but like a Marcus Saul's like, there's got to be that one guy that won it one year. That's like, obviously, like not like a small name. Like Marcus Saul is a well-known player, but like someone that just like he, one he, of these years just snuck his way won. in one year. He shouldn't have won it. It should no. Been it should have been LeBron. Yeah. It should have been LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, it's a crime that neither Tim Duncan or LeBron didn't win a Defensive Player of the Year at some point in their careers. Yeah. Should have definitely happened. Okay. Good job. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I fight a bit. The Giannis one, I, I, I was missing a few years. I, that was going to come to me, but I'm happy. I don't know I'm what happy. damn didn't, faulty... I'm happy it didn't take me that long. Yeah, no, nah, you killed it. I just don't know what faulty website left off Dwight Howard, and I forgot about it. Yeah, that's a tough That was like a KG was the first guy to come to my mind. So when it comes to like which player that didn't go to high school, I feel like KG is like always on these lists or whatever. And then Why Dwight's one. I don't, I mean, he was one of the last guys. He was one of the last guys. So now I have to go yeah. to college. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, first game I have for you, Jerry. This is going to be a blind rank, okay? Oh, shit. I'm going to have you blind rank basketball references, top five in NBA MVP. It's like the award track. So they're top five in MVP voting right now. Oh. So they're five. So it's kind of like basketball reference is like they're very analytical. So like, for example, like I'm not, he's on the top five, like Chris Stapps is seventh on the MVP tracker on this list. So like, you'll, you'll see, you'll, you'll, you'll get some big name players. You'll get some, you'll see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the first player that I have for you is Joel Embiid. Oh, Joel Embiid, man. Just had a 48 piece. Ten and, for ten. And I think this is all like updated pretty much. So like, the, I think this is like, to like, okay. Like the last, like last night's games and stuff like that. Just went 10 for 10 in the third quarter. Had a flawless period, like with mm -hmm. 29 points. Damn. Uh, you know what? I still think they're going to slight him. I, I'm going to say number two. Say number two. Number two? Okay. He, he's averaging right. around 30, but I still think they have him at number two. He did. I think he's leading the league in scoring right now, actually. No, no surprise. No surprise. All right. The player I have for you is my boy, Jason Tatum. JT. JT's also, I think he was just named the player of the week. He was. Yes, he was. I think it's a safe spot for JT, though. Like, uh, I'm going to put him at three. Okay. The next player I have for you is Joel Embiid's teammate, Tyrese Maxey. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Coming in at number four on this on the uh, award tracker list, actually. Number four? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, that doesn't really spoil how you rank them, but, like, it yeah. just it is it is they do yeah. that. He's playing really well. Damn. I'm going to put him at five, though. I'm going to put him at five. I think it's a little premature. I'm going to slide him in at five. I'm trying to look at his stats. He's averaging he's averaging 25. 25 and going to have a good year. And with Harden, Harden. who? <laughs> yeah. That, it's like, uh, can we get, like I said earlier, can we get McDonald's? We have McDonald's at home. It's Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, man. Okay. Maxey McDonald's, baby. Maxey McNuggets. Let's go. Maxey McNuggets. The next player I have for you is... 
Luka Doncic. Luka, Luka, Luka. Coming in at... I got to put him at four. I already know... I know Jokic has one. Like, he has to be. <laughs> and the last guy I have for you is um, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm cool with that. Because I already know they one. have him at one. And it beats two, isn't he? Yes. So it goes... So on this, it's... It's Jokic, Embiid, Luka, Tatum are the top five. And then to close it out, you have Steph at six, Kristaps seven, Tyrese Halliburton at eight, Anthony Edwards nine, and another sixer, Tobias Harris at ten. Yeah, it's disgusting. The this the basketball reference, no offense to them, is like just the worst MVP tracker. <laughs> it's just funny because like they put like random guys in there because it's yeah. all like based off analytics. It's like Every single analytic possible they go after, but it's not like a true like true ranking or like an NBA like award race track or anything like that. Yeah. It's very different. So, all right, well, you finished with Jokic at one and B two, Tatum three, Luca four, Maxi five. Yes, I think sir. that's I'm, I think that's pretty solid. I think everybody from basketball references from Philadelphia. You would think. You would think <laughs> maybe one Boston fan in there could you through Chris Apps, but hey, I'll take it. Maybe all right. On to game number three. Let's do it. Woo. All right. Uh, you know what? We'll stick on this trend of ranking teams. Instead of a blind rank, though, I want you to see what's going on here. So okay. I just want you to rank these teams that are have, like, the five best records in the NBA to this okay. day. So we got Boston, Philadelphia, Denver, Dallas, and Golden State. Rank okay. those five teams in order. From best to worst in Europe. So, so can you repeat the teams again? So Boston, Philly. Denver, Dallas, and Golden State. Okay. Okay. Um, number one. Ooh. I want to go from five to one. I'm actually going to go from, from five to one. Okay? That's perfectly fine. Do you think? I'm going to do five to one. Number five. Oh, actually. Um, who do I want to put at five? Um, yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. I think at five... I'm going to put, and this is going to be a, because I'm looking at the records right now. And like you said, they're all top of the league. So it's like, at number five, I'm going to put the Dallas Mavericks. See me coming. Yeah, know, I'm going to. Some trepidation with the I was, I was debating between the Mavs and honestly, I'm going to put Golden State at four. And I'm going to put Philly at three. I think Philly actually has a pretty like complete team right now. Like they, they, Ooh. they. They made out it possibly could have been with the Harden trade, getting some depth pieces back. Maxie's he's doing everything that we all expected him to do, and Embiid still Embiid. Even Kelly Oubre is averaging twenty plus a game for them, and Tobias Harris is number ten on the MVP tracker for Basketball yeah. Reference. So they're yeah. they're doing pretty well for themselves. So five five Dallas, four Golden State, three Philly. Now this one's tough. Top this two. one's tough. Talk to this me one's the- tough. Listen, this one is tough. I get it. Like Denver's seven and one, Boston's five and one as of right now, as of this recording. I'm I gotta I gotta give Denver. So I'm gonna put Boston at two, Denver at one. I would love to put Boston at one, obviously, but like they still have, you know, there there's still some things they gotta they gotta work on, they get over and stuff. Obviously, Denver's the defending champs. They're as, as complete as it comes. They have the best player in the world. Um, the Celtics, you know, you asked me this in two weeks. We do this again. Maybe Boston's number one that time around. But for right now, I, I think I got I to gotta give it to So, Hey, fair enough. I, I, yeah. I kind of figured that you put either Dallas or Golden State at four and five. And Philly was going to be the odd man out just sitting by itself at three. So. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, five best records are all doing well for themselves, but. Ultimately, I'm going Denver, Boston, Philly, Golden State, Dallas. There you go. Solid list. Solid list. All right. The last game that I have for you, Jerry, um, this is going to be a thinker, okay? But not like you're going to have to think. But like at the same time, I think you'll be able to. It's going to sound overwhelming at first, but I do think you'll be okay with this, all right? I got my brain cap on. Put the brain cap on. I need you to name me the 11 active players right now that have two or more rings. So huh. 11 players, two rings, at least. Okay. Doesn't have to be exactly two, just at least two. So All right. just, just list them off for me. There's 11 of them. Yes, correct. Okay, well, let's, let's start with the obvious, LeBron. Mm-hmm. Steph, 
Yep. Draymond, Clay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. JaVale McGee. <laughs> yep. Yep. There you go. Danny Green. Let's see. Who else, who else am I missing here? Kawhi Leonard. Yes. Kevin Durant. Yes. All right. You're rattling them off right now. Uh, let's see. You I have got three left. Three you have left, three right. left. I just feel like it's like more Warriors just like <laughs> sipping <laughs> in the mist somewhere, right? Like they're just dancing around. They're just in the background. Yeah. Uh, they're oh, just waiting oh. for their names to be called. KCP can take his call with Pope. Correct. You have two more now. Uh, yep. Let's see. What else am I missing here? So there's the two names that are left. One of them, I do think it'll come to you. I do think you'll get one of them. The other one is going to take. It, that one's going to take a – you might have to dig deep for that one. Active players with at least two rings. Uh, let's, let's just who – won, who won the chip the last few years? You got teams like Milwaukee, Denver. I don't think Denver featured any other any other piece that went, I don't think. No. no I, they, I had to double-check something, but we're, we're, we're still good with this list. Milwaukee didn't have anybody. I think you should keep thinking about what you were thinking about earlier. Oh, with Denver's roster? No, before that. Oh, with Milwaukee's roster? No, before that. Where did this start? What you were, oh, you were like rattling? The Warriors, the Warriors, the Lakers. I would stay in that. I would stay in that. Uh, that round. I'm trying sure. to think because, like, who else am I? Jordan Poole only has one. Who else am I? I think you definitely are going to get one of them. I don't think one of them. I think you're going to get without any hints. I still think that you can get them. And I already said Javale. I'm just yep. trying to run through like this Warriors roster in my head right now. Like just in years past, these two chips. Did this player that's on this on this team play a role? Yeah, big time. Well, Iguodala is technically retired, so it's not he is him, retired. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nope, okay. not him. Okay. Uh, the players who's still active that was. Wait, 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 wait. No. I'm going to get these two guys. So, wait. all right. No. Yeah, let me, throw out, let me throw out, uh, I'm thinking of like a backup. But I don't it's know not a bad, can... not a bad way to think. I don't think, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to throw out Jermichael Green. I don't know if he was there for. Not Jermichael Green. Okay, so I'll, I'll start sprinkling in some here, okay? Okay. They're both big men, these guys. I figured that they are. And one of them may, I mean, a lot of, there have been some talk. Some people have said that this guy's jersey should be retired for the Warriors. I don't think they should do it, but he's, he's been a part of a lot with them. Been a part of a lot with them. And he might still be on the team. I don't know. He might still be on the team. A big man with the Warriors. That could possibly... I think Draymond said that his returns, his jersey should oh be retired. Oh my goodness! I am so sorry, Kevon Looney. I am sorry. He is wow. one of them. Yep. Now you, need to, now you have now you have one more. Now this guy is the one that I thought that you would struggle with. He's a uh, averages five points per game for his career. Has been on two, three, four, six, seven different teams. Oh. Most notoriously with the Warriors. Um, one. Won all of his championships with the Warriors, but he is currently in Cleveland right now. He was a first-round pick, last first-round pick. He was the last pick in the first round of this draft, and he is he is a center, a big man for the Warriors. That's tough. <laughs> this one is tough. This one, this one really is tough. So average five points was notorious with the Warriors. Or yeah, I'm trying to think what. I don't, I don't even know if he had like he re, he only played he less he played less than fifty games with the Warriors. He actually was their starting center for most of the games that he played in 2018-2019. I'm, I'm assuming he probably got hurt or something like that. Um, but yeah, he was more he was most no time in Golden State. Oh my god! He went he went to Vanderbilt. There's not a lot of guys that have gone through Vanderbilt, but he did go to Vanderbilt. And he's he's actually good friends with my cousin. My cousin, they went to Vanderbilt at the same time. And he's a center? He still plays today? Yes, he does. Not a lot. <laughs> only have just only have just same, but he is playing. The Cavs? Yes, correct. And he played on the Lakers? He was on the Lakers for parts of last year. He started the season on the Lakers. And, he played, and then, he played on the Warriors? Yes. That's where he got drafted, and that's where he started his career. What? Insane. In Cleveland? <laughs> Who is this dude? I don't like when you said he started his a part of his career. Oh, oh, oh my God! 
because also played. You said he played for the Lakers. He played for the Warriors. I think he also played in Phoenix for a stint. Is that correct? Yes, he did play for Phoenix. Yep. Th- this is Damon Jones. Correct. That's yes, so sir. fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Damon Jones. Yes. Won both of his championships uh, with Golden State. I think it was the 2017 or the 2017 2018 season or 2016 and the 2017 seasons. Yeah. And he is currently in Cleveland, averaging six minutes a game and one point per game. I need a lot of help dream. with that one. Cause... Yeah. Well, I mean, Damian, I mean, who the fuck is going to think of Damian Jones? You know what I mean? Like, that's just such a. That's such just, a weird player. I, I literally just remembered him in his little T-shirt under his jersey. Like, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's what that's what made you say. <laughs> but when you said he started the season with the Lakers, I was like, oh, when we got Damon Jones, I was like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. he's going to be solid. Like, you know, he has right, some championship right. experience. Maybe he could play a role. He and, he get, and, he, and he gave you two points. Me. He gave you a whole two points a game. More than me. Good job. Yeah, that's right. That's damn right. They, all right, there you go. Hey, you right. I mean, you went crazy to start. Like, you got all of them. Like, Kevon Looney, it took a little bit. Damian Jones, it took a little bit. But besides those two, bro, you fucking, you were killing it. Man, I appreciate it, but that shit was hard. I thought Danny Green was going to be one that sumped you, honestly. I didn't nah. think, I felt like he was going to be, like, a kind of tucked away. Like, he had a, he had a real, but. Spurs, Raptors, Lakers. Raptors. Like it's, it's like a easy And now he's at home sitting on the couch. Sad. Do you see, <laughs> dude, he was like, he said um, he had 90, uh, 90% of his yeah. stuff was unpacked, and then he got the call. Tough. Hate to see that. I hope somebody calls him, man. I think he still play a little bit, man. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I think they, the report was like he might, the Sixers might still get a call at some point if they need, yeah. if they have like an open roster spot or something. He definitely should still be on the team. I would love, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind if the Celtics, you know, maybe call All right, some, whatever. All right, some, better, some veteran championship <laughs> experience. Let's get him a fourth ring. Come on, let's get him another one. So for our last game here, round five. Oh no! No, no, no! This this one terrible. You know, it's me. It's me, Dave. It's me, Dave. Come on, man. You know me. You know me. <laughs> but all right. So, what active player has the highest career high as a rookie? So their rookie oh season, God. who happened to put up the most points? It's like a game of twenty questions again here. You can ask me. You know, all these hints, whatever you need from me, I'll give them to you. Game of twenty questions, but. What active player had the most points as a rookie? Okay. All right. First question. When was his rookie season? Oh, wow. Uh, 2018, 2019. Oh, wow. Okay. So recent. Holy shit. Great question right. to start. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I, I feel like I was like, that's definitely going to narrow it down for sure. All right. So 2018, that was Aiton, Bagley, Trey Young, Luca. Is this player... A guard. This player is a guard. Okay. All right. So let's narrow it down now. Okay. Oh, actually, no. He was years before. Um, does this player play in the Western Conference? No. Oh. Okay. Was he playing in the Western Conference? No. I, I, cut, I had a cup of my. Had a cup. Uh, didn't want to cut any corners. I want to make sure I was taken care of there. Okay. You got questions? So East. East guard. Is it Trey Young? It is Trey Young. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I'm not trying to overthink it. I, I was like, that could have been a trick question yeah. where, like, maybe there was a guard that was, like, mid-first round that just, like, popped off or something like that. But I really couldn't think too much. Uh, who who else was in the 2018-19 draft besides those four that I mentioned? I don't know. Like, but you know what? I need to keep was 20 it? questions to, like, you know, yes Ten. or no type of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's when I asked um, what year it was, I was like, I, I, I was like, I got him where I want him here. I kind of was like, oh, hey, Shake. All right, so it was Aiton, Bagley, Luca, Jaron Jackson was the fourth pick. That's why I couldn't think of that. Trey Young, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter. Oh my, shout! Holy big man draft. Holy shit, Kevin Knox, man. You telling me it wasn't Kevin Knox? We can end the show here. <laughs> Jerome Robinson with the thirteenth pick. Oh my what a, goodness! What a name, Jerome Rome. Wow, there is some. There are some crazy picks here in this first round let me tell you so whenever you get some free time look up the 2018 2019 draft and look at who was look who was taken yeah that is crazy how how some of these players just didn't pan out crazy but all right that's game time for us baby so we did well us we both did pretty well with these games today say so man you know we put on our our aig caps and you know (laughs) and then did what we had to do 
Yes, sir. We both killed it. And we hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode as well. Jerry, before we head out here, before we give our closing, our typical like follow us here, there, all this and that. Do you have any last words you want to say to these amazing fans? Nothing really, man. Just the uh, NFL season's winding down. You know that we're football meatheads as well as Fuck NBA, football, so. bro. No, Fuck never. football. He's Fuck fantasy football. I hate – no, that and fantasy football is trash. I'm just saying that. I can agree. Seven guys, seven guys who were starting for me in week one out this week. Out. Justin Fields. I don't know what's going on with him. Gibbs. Oh, Jameer Gibbs on a bye. Justin Jefferson IR. James so, Conner, IR, so. DK Metcalf. He may as well should he just should have been out honestly because he only hit one catch. Terrible. Um, Drake London, bye. Forty um, Nineers defense, bye. Uh, Sam Laporta, bye. Um, yeah, it's just terrible. It's terrible. I was three and one, and now I'm three and six. I, I can't yeah. even really make any type of reactions because in both of my leagues, I had like a really really like rough start, but I have the second most points in my league. So but you're I'm also, good. I'm so also you, three and six. Like, do you have anything with like points? Like, like someone with most points or something makes now nah, that's tough. Nope. See, that was my hope because we do it like top four teams. So we have conferences like top two, and then the highest point getters are next in. And for a while, I was like still like scoring plenty of points out the window. Now I, so, I got shed on. In this. I'm gonna be if everyone comes back. Knock on wood, I could be one, um, um, one of the best teams ever in the loser bracket. For sure, but I don't, think I, a champ- I don't think a championship is going to be uh, coming my way this year, but hey, it is what it is. I'm but, winless in that regard. But thank you guys so much for watching. If you are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything like that, please make sure to follow, give us a rating. It helps us out a lot. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, put in the comments. Honestly, anything you want, anything that you agree with, disagree with, any topics, any games you would like to see us play in the future. Yeah. If you want to just sound off, debate with us, agree with us, put in the comments. We will definitely, um, you know, look over some comments in the future. If there are some some good ones in there like we've done in the past, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Look up Sitting Courtside. We're there. Follow me and Jerry on our personals. That is on the screen here. And, yeah, we're two weeks into the season. We're, we're into the thick of it now. We are rolling, and we are excited. So we will have plenty of more basketball talk about next week for episode 15. But until then, peace out.